This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Monday episode of Flippin' Bats. And man, am I excited it's Monday because there is a ton happening. The trade deadline is around the corner. We got trades flying around like crazy. We'll update you on all of those. The Mets have become sellers. Should they have become sellers is a good conversation we'll have. The Rangers, well, they are buyers. Are they now the favorites in the American League as well? as Justin. Is he going to be moved? Is he going to stay with the Mets? We will discuss all of that. We got Shohei Otani's insanely historic week on the mound and at the plate Monday. Power rankings, team of the week, player of the week. We got a ton. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome in. I am joined as always by Alex Curry. And Alex, I just, I need to admit, you've ruined it for me. I have started for like two years now, every single show with this one's going to be a blast. And at the end of the last episode, you happened to tell me that I was going to blast everybody all weekend. I was going to be blasting everyone. And now every time I say the word, I can't help but think about that. So thank you. You're welcome. It was an accident. It didn't, it came out differently than how I meant it. <laughs> I don't I don't want to try to re-explain it because I'm just going to lose it all over again. But, you know, no, I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't. What I do know is there have been a lot of trades that's happened. Uh, as many of you know, we record the Monday episode Sunday night. And on Sunday, there has been a ton that oh, went yeah. down. We got Jordan Hicks going to the Blue Jays. We got Nikki Lopez, my good friend, Nikki Lopez going to the Braves, which by the way, shout out Nikki Lopez going from the Royals to the Braves in the span Woo! of just a few minutes. One minute you're on the Royals. One minute you're on the Braves going for a World Series. Wow. And then we have just, this just happened right before we started recording. CJ Crone and Randall Grichuk to the Angels. Which you called. I you did. You called CJ Crone going back home to the Angels. Yeah. That's, that's big. A, I like that move That's a great bat. A they need a first baseman. Like it's, that's strong. Randall Grichuk's a good pickup in the outfield. CJ Crone can play first. Good bat there. Yeah. I, I, we talked about it the other day when they decided to keep Shohei, then they get Lucas Giolito. Mm -hmm. I said, this is just the beginning of what they're going to do. There will was. be a lot more that gets done. And I believe CJ Crone was the guy that they would acquire. And he indeed was one of the guys they acquired, but the trades are flying. Alex, we are what a day 24, 36 We're hours a day away. It's tomorrow trade deadline tomorrow. We're doing a live show leading up to the deadline. We will be live at 5 45 PM Eastern 2 45 PM Pacific leading you right up the, the last 15 minutes that it's open until the trade deadline. And then we'll take it on through, talk about everything that's kind of going down to the last minute. 
one of those names that's kind of been rumored flying around your brother, Justin Verlander. Congratulations to him on win yeah. number 250. That is absolutely incredible. You're rocking yep. a shirt today, which you I know, love. If ever you have a shirt of your own brother, one, don't wear it often. But two, <laughs> if you do, do it when he, when he does something really cool. And he did. He did. Yeah, that was awesome. So we'll talk all about that in this show. Also, by the way, yeah. big, big, big shout out in studio. We got Uncle Jim <laughs> Uncle here. Uncle Jim's in the house. Uncle Jim is in studio. Who, if you've, if you're a listener, you know we've talked a lot about Uncle Jim because one, he was at the reverse boycott game yep. in Oakland. Huge he was Ace there. Fan. Huge A's fan, and now he's here in studio. So yeah, huge Ben Verlander fan. I'm really sad he came up here before I got up here, and I saw that you guys like you missed the moment. You took a photo together. Photos. I didn't get to see the joy of him meeting you for the first time. What do you time. mean of him meeting me? The joy was reverse. <laughs> it's Uncle Jim. I love it. I love it. No, it's a great Monday. We got so much going on. Yeah, the trades, your brother, Uncle Jim in the house. We're <laughs> a day away from the trade deadline. Like it's. Everybody's probably equally as interested in all of those. What's going to happen at the trade <laughs> deadline and where is Uncle Jim sitting in the studio? Right behind the cameras. <laughs> well, let's get right into it because uh, our our overreaction Monday, our first thing that we do here on Monday has a lot to do with teams, the trade deadline, everything that's going on right now. So let's start with our first overreaction. The Mets made the right move being sellers. So they made the decision, mm -hmm. at least publicly, the decision came out Thursday evening uh, when they publicly said they are open for sale. And David Robertson, their closer, who's been fantastic for a while now, uh, they, they traded him away to the Marlins for two prospects. So my thought at that point, and still reflecting back on it, becomes why, why so early you were still at that time, five days away from the trade deadline. You yeah. were sitting six and a half games out of a playoff spot. You had a four game series coming up against the Washington nationals. Let's set win three out of four or four of those and see how close you are. And, and guess what? It's Monday. They still didn't technically need to make that decision. Mm -hmm. I just, I felt like it was too early. I felt like it was too early. Um, then you go in five days but ahead of the deadline, make that trade, a trade to a division rival. Yeah. A trade to the Miami Marlins for two prospects that aren't going to help you this year. Um, so my thought here is, did they make the right move by selling? I, I think looking at it now, as we get closer to the deadline and they're still over my, my line was five games. Yeah. If you're not within five games and they still have all those teams in front of them, I, I guess I'm okay with it. I just thought they did it too soon. And I don't, I don't love the way they did it with David Robertson being the first. Mm -hmm. Um, and then came Max Scherzer. Oof, that was the big one. And then the big one, Max yeah. Scherzer on Saturday was traded to the Texas Rangers. Man, it, it's been quite the few days for, for the Mets and everybody was, was quite surprised there. You know, Max being a, a Cy Young pitcher, multiple Cy Youngs. This is what Max had to say about the David Robertson trade, by the way. So this was the night David Robertson was traded. He said, I've got to have a conversation with the front office about everything. 
That's the most I'm going to say. You have to talk to the brass. You have to understand what they see, what they're going to do. That's the best I can tell you. I told you I wasn't going to comment on this until the owner, Steve, uh, decided to sell. We traded Robertson. Now we need to have a conversation. I haven't had that conversation yet, and I will. That comment came after David Robertson mm-hmm. trade, and within close to 24 hours, he's out the door. So what was that conversation? So I'm sure like? that conversation is what's the plan. And he goes, we're sellers. If we get this package together for you, would you accept? Cause he had a no trade clause. So he has to say yes to an opportunity that's presented to him. So I'm sure it was an all encompassing, like, what are we doing? What's the plan done for the year? All right, let me go try to win somewhere. Right. So what was that answer that he got that made Max Scherzer say, or you didn't have to publicly say anything. He waived his no trade clause. Yeah. That's all you need to know. That's all so, you needed to say. Um, there's been a lot, uh, a lot of comments everywhere uh, about everything. Justin had comments to say. We'll talk when we, when we talk, Justin, yeah. we can talk about those, but I, I just, I, I don't love the Mets choosing to sell as early as they did it. I don't feel like that was the right call. And I feel like the second they did not necessarily with David Robertson, the Scherzer one. You wanted them to hold on to like Tuesday? Yeah. Right right before the deadline? Yes. You can get more when when everything's dwindling away and teams are looking to what's out there last second. Not even, you can't do it last second, but 12 hours remaining. GMs ain't sleeping the night before the trade deadline. Yeah. 12 hours before the deadline. Imagine a guy like Max Scherzer's name popping up on the trade market. You could probably get more for him at that time when a team like I don't know. The Baltimore Orioles need something or the Houston Astros, who I thought would have been a good fit for Marcus Stroman. But guess what? The Cubs ain't selling no, anymore. They, they went on a win streak. So Marcus Stroman's off. So imagine a name like Max Scherzer popping up a team that's ready to win right mm-hmm. now would be willing to give up a little more in my opinion. Okay. Um, so did they make the right decision? As of now, I, I don't really feel super passionate one way or another about them being sellers. I just think it came too soon. Then it becomes, what do you? What about the return? So from the Marlins, they get infielder Marco Vargas, who I've heard a lot of good things about. That's the okay. big get there and a catcher, Ronald Hernandez. Uh, but the big get came in the Scherzer return. Mm-hmm. They did get Luis Angel Acuna, who, side note, great baseball name. The guy's going to be a Hall of Famer that name. You kidding me? That guy was born to be a hall of famer. (laughs) He's also Ronald Acuna jr's brother. And he's a number 44 overall prospect in all of baseball will immediately slide into the New York Mets. Number one prospect. He's close to big league ready. He's hitting 315 in double a as a 21 year old got seven homers, 42 stolen bases. Not sure if you've heard stolen bases runs in the Acuna family. Uh Ronald Acuna got to 50 the other day. And Luis Angel Acuna got, is at 42 in the minor leagues. Uh, it also cost a lot to get him. Max Scherzer, obviously. Yeah. But they're paying all but 22 and a half million of Scherzer's contract. And he did opt into that next year with the, with the Rangers. So obviously money Scherzer gone, mm-hmm. but they did get a huge, really good prospect there. And that's the cost of doing business. But what a, what a, what a couple of days for the Mets. Uh, well, let's continue that conversation into our next overreaction because it's still. Before we move on, okay. I realized I have quotes from Billy Epler that I thought were important. Let's here. go. Let's hear it. Um, because 
what he said was it's important here to remember that this bolsters the farm system, which is what Steve Cohen wants and has talked about building within, even if that process takes some time. So Billy Epler had to speak about this on Sunday. Obviously you got to answer some questions. Uh, And he said, given the place we're in and the odds we're facing, it was a strategic decision. We took this opportunity to serve another goal of the organization, which is to enhance the farm system. I do want to be clear. It's not a rebuild. It's not a fire sale. It's not a liquidation. This is just a repurposing of Steve's investment into the club, just kind of shifting that investment from the team into the organization. And lastly said, free agency is not the market that we want to rely on to build a championship team. It's the market we want to use to enhance the team that we have, but we would rather go to the market for opportunities than necessities. And we are not there yet. That's going to take time. So we're still going to have to invest through free agency. (sighs) My thoughts are what I said, and that's what we can end with. I just, I felt it was too soon. I really did. Yeah. I felt you had five days. You didn't need to sell yet. David Robertson goes out the door. Max Scherzer goes out the door. Team morale plummets. And uh, this next name possibly might be going out the door. So let's move on to our next overreaction, which is Justin Verlander will be traded by Tuesday. There's been a lot lot of talk Mm -hmm. about Justin. Uh, So what do we know? Right. Well, we know he's dominating again on the mound. He's yeah. back to Cy Young form. He threw on Sunday, threw great again. He's given up seven runs in his last seven starts combined, has a 1.49 ERA in those seven starts. Now a 3.15 ERA on the season. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, that start on Sunday He became the 47th pitcher in history to reach 250 wins and the leading active. He's the active MLB wins leader. But what's really cool. I thought about 250 wins is there's 40 He's 46 other names there. Mm -hmm. Only five of those names have a better winning percentage than he does in his career. Lefty Grove, Christy Mathewson, Roger Clemens, John Clarkson, Randy Johnson. So. Top of his game right now. He's throwing great. Um, What we also know, right? Max Scherzer, gone. One of the co-aces of that team. Max Scherzer contract situation a little bit different. He has another year. Justin has another two years, assuming he has a vesting option for the third year, right? Which means what? Well, as long as he hits a certain amount of innings next year, his third year option will kick in. That number of innings is 140 innings. Okay. So hopefully all goes as planned and normal. He should easily hit yeah. 140 innings pitch. So they have more control of Justin. Another fact, Justin's more on top of his game than Max Scherzer is right now. I would say um, Max Scherzer hasn't been the Max Scherzer that we know right? The Rangers aren't getting Cy Young winner, Max Scherzer. They're getting a Max Scherzer that his fastball is playing at an all-time low right now. His ERA is over four, which would be the third highest ERA of his career in a Mm -hmm. single season. For those reasons, I I don't see the Mets giving up Justin. I just don't. I, I think the return would have to be far greater than what they got for, for Max Scherzer. 
Um, and there, there's plenty of spec- speculation of the Houston Astros yeah, does out he go there, back home? right? Right. Where is he going? Is he going to the Astros? Justin, come home. Come back to Houston, please. We'd love to have you. And you have reports out there that, oh, well, there's there's a lot of interest from the Astros. And there's this is building. There, This is building. Well, then GM of the Houston Astros, Dana Brown, comes out and says, right now we're not in the market for a starter. But if something comes available that makes sense, we may jump on it. But they're not searching for Mm -hmm. a starting pitcher, which to me says they're not, they're not really looking to add a starter. That's going to cost in more ways than one cost money wise and cost organization depth wise. What, what Justin would. So (sighs) there's certainly a possibility, right? Of course. And Justin's comments after his game on Sunday, I mentioned the, the Max Scherzer quotes. Yeah. Justin mentioned the same quotes. He basically said, I don't know what Max heard, but I need, you know, I got to find that out. He said, it changed my opinion a little bit when Justin on his commitment to the Mets, adding the Max Scherzer trade surprised him when it broke, but he did. And he has continued to reiterate his commitment to the Mets and his hopes of winning there. And has said multiple times, I didn't sign a one year deal here. Yeah. I want to win here. That was the goal. There's obviously an owner that's committed to, to winning. And he's under way more, he's under more control than Max. He's pitching at the top of his game. I don't, I don't see it happening. I also think we'll it's important. I think if, it's, if it does, I feel like that's going to be like an at the deadline moment trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I also think it's important to add one that Justin, Justin has said, like I, what was, I need to know what they said to Max Scherzer. Yeah. Cause clearly Max was committed. And then said he needed to talk to ownership and yeah. came out of that getting traded. Yep. What was said there? Who knows? Justin, have uh, you been asking from- your brother? Or are you kind of letting it be right now? I absolutely. You talk to him every single day. You FaceTime every we talk single day. All the time. We're not talking about this. Okay. I. That's fair. We're, we're not talking about that. I, I don't. One, I think there's a good chance that he, he doesn't, doesn't know what's yeah. going to happen. And I just. There's a chance, but I would say it's a slim chance that he ends up going anywhere. So overreaction Monday that Justin will be traded by Tuesday. I am going to say that is an overreaction. All right. By the way, speaking of all of the the messages I get from from Twitter and the Astros and all of my mentions right now are about Justin. Yeah. Did you see my tweet over the weekend? With your egg? The egg tweet. Yeah. I don't even... I don't even know why I thought of this, but I tweeted a photo of an egg. I was getting so many comments about Justin going to the Astros. And I tweeted, I could post a photo of a singular egg right now. And the comments would still be about 99% Astros fans asking if Justin is going back to Houston. So I did. I tweeted a photo of an egg and over half a million people have since seen it. And probably about 99% of the comments were about Justin returning. Yep. And uh, this was a great comment. <laughs> One egg. Eggs are a major export of Houston. JV to Houston confirmed. <laughs> I love all the conspiracy yeah. theories. A lot of conspiracy it's theories. It's incredible. Uh, could it happen? Yes. Oh, and I, yeah. think, I think more likely to happen than now that the Max Scherzer thing happened. But I would say it is still not very likely to happen. All right. Well, let's move on to the team that benefited from the Mets trade in our next overreaction. The Rangers are now favorites to win the American League. 
No. They are not. Look. Okay. I think Max Scherzer is absolutely a big help to the Rangers rotation. It is, in many ways, exactly what they needed. They also added Jordan Montgomery, another name added to this rotation that will help them. And I... (laughs) But they also just put Nathan Evaldi on the 15-day IL with yeah. the right forearm strain. Like, that's a really big deal. Right. And this is the, this Max Scherzer deal is the biggest deal of the deadline yep. so far. But all of the hype around this trade isn't because... The hype isn't because of how Max is doing this year. The hype around this trade is because Max is a Hall of Famer and a multi-time Cy Young Award winner. We need to look at this trade. If you want to really have the conversation for are the Angels or are the Rangers now favorites to win the American League, let's really talk about what Max Scherzer brings to the Rangers. It's a great top of the rotation arm. Mm -hmm. I will not doubt that. But part of the reason that the Mets are in position to sell this year yeah. is because of how Max Scherzer has been on the mound for them. Ah, he's not the only reason. I mean, exactly why I used the word part. Okay. Part like, of yeah. the reason. Every, every fifth day. There's a lot of other games in right. between. The so many could say that he's part of the reason that the Mets have underperformed. Right? Exactly what I said. Also, we could go on a million things about the Mets, and we have done that. The offense has underperformed. The bullpen has underperformed. The starters have underperformed. Defense has underperformed. Exactly (laughs) why my point was part of why the Mets disappointed is because their rotation that was supposed to be the best in all of baseball underperformed. And at the top of that rotation and top of the underperforming is Max Scherzer, who has over a four ERA this year. His fastball is playing down at a nine-year low for him. His spin rate on his fastball is at an all-time career low. His slider is playing at a minus one run value. What does that mean? Well, let me give you a comparison. For reference, his 2022 slider was playing at a plus 18 run value. So a difference in a 19 run value on his slider that is now playing at a negative one rate. Max Scherzer, good pitcher. And he's coming off of maybe his best start of the year. I'm hopeful Max goes there and has a Max Scherzer type season and does great. I really would like to see Max do great. But I'm not ready to see a team acquire him with a, f- a four ERA on the year and say, yep, they're favorites. They should be favorites over, over the Houston Astros, who they can't beat. I just love the Rangers scooping up the Mets' former aces. Jacob deGrom, obviously, on the IL right now, and then Max Scherzer. They're like, yeah, okay, cool. Let me see if we can make it work yeah. over here because it didn't work with you guys. It's <laughs> a good point. I mean, so I mm-hmm. saw a photo the other day of yeah. both with DeGrom in a Rangers uniform and Scherzer in a Rangers uniform and yep. Mets fans just being like, what happened? Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> but, what? Yeah, but, Blink twice and they're gone. But, but you know, uh, let's talk about it. Are it's, you going to pay? Are you going to pay Jacob DeGrom as much as he needed to get paid if you're the Mets? No, because it didn't work. Time. It didn't work. And I don't, I think it was too much money for a guy that gets hurt as much as he does. And, and I hate that. Guess what happened? I hate that this is the conversation it's we're going to have. Because he's one of the greatest in the game, but, but he can't stay happen. healthy. And he's hurt and he's out for the year. Yeah. Now, Max Scherzer, he, you know, you move him along, who's not Max Scherzer right now. So, look, while I think this is a great pickup for the Rangers, both yeah. of these things can be true. I think this is a great pickup for the Rangers. 
But do I think 2023 Max Scherzer is enough to make the Texas Rangers favorites in the American League over the Houston Astros? No. No, I do not. I mean, they've been ahead of them all season. Have, are they beating them, though, when no. they play? Mm. No. no. And they, in the they, playoffs, they have to win. They have to, they have to, they have to win, beat them in the playoffs. Right. But it's this is, this is a... Let's look at the NLS situation this year, coming into this year. Who's been winning that division for the better part of a decade? It's the Dodgers. Yeah. And this year, the Padres add, 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 add everywhere. And but they were never saying, at the top. Ah, were they ever at the top throughout the season? Yes. At the one point, they had a little run where Last they were year? doing okay. No, no, no. This year, after adding, adding, adding. Were they ever at the top this year? Because the Rangers add, add, no, add, no. and they've been at the top of the AL West this year. Little different. Right. But Little my different. point being the 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 Padres have never figured out how yeah, you know, they've the never Dodgers. gotten over that well in the playoffs. And then they did in the playoffs. And that's my point, is that's what it becomes and about. Still on a hangover from that. My point is you have to know how to win and you have to be able to beat the best of the best. And right now, for almost a decade, the Houston Astros are the team to beat in the American League. Mm-hmm. And the Rangers have proven that they can't beat them. So, so would you say that even if the Astros don't go out and get another arm at the deadline right now, they'd still be the team to beat over the Rangers after the Rangers going out and making these moves? Yes. All right. Because the Astros know how to win and the Rangers need to prove with a very talented roster, very talented, that they know how to win and that they can beat the Astros. It's about knowing how to win in the playoffs. Yeah. The Rangers don't right now. Yeah. The Astros do. That's fair. Do I think this makes the Rangers playoff favorites? No. Do I think this makes them a lot better? Yes. Okay. But you also mentioned it. Important thing. Yeah. Nathan Eovaldi. IL. He's on the IL. So. And forearm strain is is the beginning. That's not good. Of a potential worse injury. Yes. Hopefully very, very minor. You hope that it's not that. You don't even want to say it to put it out there, but. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it definitely is a good pickup for them. Makes them better. Uh, Are they the favorites? No. All right. Well, let's move to the National League. You just mentioned them. The Dodgers are the National League favorite to win with Lance Lynn. I think the Atlanta Braves are the best team in all of baseball right now. And I don't think adding a pitcher with a six ERA on the season should make me change my opinion there. <laughs> I don't have much more for you. I think the, I right. think the Dodgers are good. I think they are probably, I haven't thought through this in my head. Let me get through this in my head. Okay. I want to say that they are probably the second best team in the national league at the moment. And I can't think of anybody still while I'm thinking in my head, that makes me change my mind. Do I think that them acquiring Lance Lynn with a six ERA and Joe Kelly that struggles to throw strikes makes them the favorites over the Braves? Absolutely not. I think this helps them get, get to the playoffs, like literally just survive with their rotation that needs help to the playoffs. I will also add, I I mentioned the six ERA, his advanced analytics are far better than a six ERA. Okay. I do. I think Lance Lynn, I think that's a good pickup for the Dodgers. And if ever you hear that your team ended up with a pitcher that the Tampa Bay Rays were also trying to get, just know that your team did something good because the Rays don't make moves like that without knowing and, and knowing more than everybody else knows. So good pickup for them. Mm-hmm. Does it make them the favorite over the Braves? I would say no. All right. Let's move to the NL Central for our next overreaction Monday. The Cubs are making a mistake not trading 
Cody Bellinger. You know, I, I think Cody Bellinger was going to be the biggest offensive piece available at the trade deadline. But you cannot argue with a team refusing to let the front office be sellers. They literally came together and said, we are going to win eight games in a row and not let this front office sell. This is the team. This is who we want to win with. Mm -hmm. Now we go. And they have done that. And they have put themselves in a playoff position. They're not in a, they're not in a playoff spot right now, but certainly gotten themselves within reach so who would I to be, who would I to say they're, they're making a mistake? Good for them. And you know what? I'll go even further. Cody Bellinger feels right in a Cubs uniform now. Ooh. Obviously, okay. he, obviously everybody will, he's known as a, as a Dodger and he yep. won his MVP there. Yep. And, but he has Still moved similar this colors, year though. and it, so is, it feels okay. It has transformed yeah. his career and he's hitting great. And it just feels like a place that as a baseball fan, I would love to see him sign long-term. Yeah, I would. So did they make a mistake not trading him? No. Or, and I don't think they made a mistake not trading Marcus Stroman. Do I think if I had to bet right now, did the Cubs make the playoffs? No. But are Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman pieces that you can build around for your future? Yes. So I do not think they made a mistake. All right. Let's move on to our final overreaction. There are no words left to describe Shohei Otani. <laughs> Um, I will say that's an overreaction because I have plenty of words that I am still prepared to use when discussing him. And I wrote down some of them for future use. Okay. I'm ready. Supernatural, mystical, astonishing, inconceivable, magnificent, mesmerizing. The list goes on. There are plenty more I can use and will continue to use. But the one I will give you right (laughs) now is goat. Greatest of all time. You're ready to say that? I am ready to say that he is the greatest player we have ever seen. I do think that wording, I think my wording is getting closer to saying greatest of all time. I think he's the greatest we've ever seen. I don't think he's the greatest of all time. Yet. Well, GOAT is greatest of all time. Right? So then give greatest me an acronym. I, I know, but people use GOAT for like. Ben. Unicorn. Say, That's why you call him the unicorn right now. Because he's mystical, magical, something we've never seen before. Two. You use two words that's, that I That's have. what unicorns are. Look, that's why you call me unicorn right now. Shohei Otani is the greatest player that we have ever seen. And this past week shows that. Yeah. We sat here in studio for hours the other day, recording shows, talking about things around the game, talking about Shohei and how good he was. And we finished up Alex and he threw a one hitter and then had to do an emergency podcast and then finish the emergency podcast. And he hit two homers. We could do a show about Otani every single day. Yeah. And you're still going to miss something. This show could be called flipping Otani's. We could do it every single day. Flipping Shohei. Flipping Otani, whatever it's you no, want. It can be, no. a, it can be a work no. in progress. It, we'll, no. We'll fig- no, 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 But no. my point uh-uh. is you try and talk about him and you, you never feel like you can talk about him enough. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there. In fact, there are people that say it out there. Ben, you find a way to talk about him enough. Trust me. Yeah, you're welcome. It, you're welcome. Yeah. It's worth it. He throws a one hitter on Thursday in the first game of a doubleheader. Yeah. And then the second game of the doubleheader, the doubleheader, he hits two home runs, becoming the first player in the history of Major League Baseball to throw a complete game shutout in yeah. one game of a doubleheader. And then 
hit a home run in another game of the doubleheader and he hit two. And it was his first career complete game shutout. So it's like, he's still hitting all of these milestones, not only breaking records, but for himself. That's great. Yeah. While also being completely in line for the triple crown, by the way, it's the second time you've like subtly dropped that home runs 39 leads the American league runs batted in 81, three off of the American league lead batting average 302, 16 points off of the American league lead. Everything's within reach. Certainly. Oh, by the way, uh-huh. just a little slide in fun fact here. Okay. He's fourth in all of major league baseball in strikeouts as a pitcher. Yeah. I mean that Otani, he's so hot right now. To answer your question, there are no words left to describe Shohei. I yes, will say are. that is an overreaction, <laughs> but I will be hitting the thesaurus. <laughs> an on, we just have an ongoing list. Just nonce every day, just kind of adding new things. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Mondays with mom. What'd mom say this weekend? All right, for this, let me go to my text messages with okay. mom and read you some of the good stuff we got from this week. One of them was in regards to the Mets game, which I... The Mets texts have always been funny this year because they haven't been very good. Uh So it was in, uh, it was, this was on Wednesday night. The Mets were losing a game and she said, and I quote, this was in regards to a a play. Even I knew that he shouldn't throw that ball to second base. What was he doing? Great. Always great. And then in regards to the Kodai Senga corn on pizza conversation. (laughs) She goes, just listen to Friday's podcast and Tuesday. And then the Ken Rosenthal one too. Wow. All over the place. She she binged. Yeah. She binged. They're all great, but corn on pizza, seriously, not something on my list to try. Sounds disgusting. I feel like we need to try corn on pizza now. I feel like I will. Thursday or Friday, like let's get pizza. Let's put corn on it and let's, let's put it to rest. Let's see if it's good or not before we judge. Before we judge, we need to try. Yep. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Monday's with mom. She's back. <laughs> she was out of commission for about a week all over the place. Thanks, now mom. Now she's back. Thanks, mom. I Keep those it. texts coming. I love she it. Also, she she added that she said one day after listening to the show where I was like, we're going to do Monday's with mom. She was like, I'm not funny. And now I'm going to be nervous that I need to keep. So she just like, will randomly text me. I'm like, this isn't going to make it on the show. And then some things are good. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, mom, keep doing it. Well, it is time for team of the week. The best of the best at each position. Ben, let's start behind the plate. Your catcher, Yanir Diaz. I... Yanir Diaz should be the starting catcher for the Houston Astros. You've been preaching that. He hit 500 on the week with three homers, eight RBIs, and an OPS over 1,000. Now, I do know this. I know I have a lot of Astros friends, a lot of fans that will ask me a lot of questions about them and wonder why isn't he the everyday catcher? Why does Maldi still catch so much? Important thing to know. Pitchers like throwing two specific catchers, Mm -hmm. and there are probably... A lot of conversations going on behind the scenes of pitchers saying, I want to throw to Maldi. Yep. I want to throw to Maldi. So if you're ever wondering, just know a lot of pitchers probably just want to throw to Maldi because he's mm-hmm. one of the best behind the plate. But Yanir Diaz is incredible offensively and had another great week. And he is my catcher on team of the week. All right. Moving to first base, Pete Alonzo. 
Pete Alonso was struggling for a while, mm-hmm. but he broke out of it in a big way. 304, four homers, 10 RBIs, and an OPS over 1,200. Amidst all of that, might be too little too late for the mess they decided yeah. to sell. Yeah. But He's back. Yeah. Maybe he just needed to. All right. Well, everyone's gone. Now there's no pressure. I'll play really great now. (laughs) All right. Moving to second base. Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield. All-star. Whit Merrifield, by the way. A little under the radar radar all-star there. 500 on the week. Two home runs. Six RBIs. An OPS. Over 1,300 on the week. You talk Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. You talk they've been playing well. He's not a name that will jump out at you for many people to be like that Blue Jays team is great because of Whit Merrifield. He has been really good for them. Really good bounce back year for Whit Merrifield. He is my second baseman. Moving over to third base. Talk about a bounce back in this season. Max Muncy. Max Muncy. Great week. 250 on the week, but four homers, 11 RBIs and an OPS over 1200. And Saturday night. He was the Dodgers. It was it. It was it. They had two hits. They beat the Reds three to two and his two hits were two homers. Yep. Every bit of the offense was Max Muncy on Saturday night. And the only reason they won was because of his two homers. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Max Muncy, third baseman. All right. Moving over to shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. Oh, baby. I know. What a week for Bobby Witt Jr. 462, two homers. Nine RBIs, an OPS over 1,300, a walk-off grand slam. I mean, this guy was doing it all. Everything. Bobby Witt, he's back. He was having a bit of a sluggish year for a while, but this this guy is going to be one of the stars of baseball for a long time to come. I'm excited to see him on a winning team. How long is it going to be until the Royals are a winning team? Well, that I don't know, but I'm excited to see him <laughs> on the team when they are. Good week for him. He's my shortstop. Also, epic bat flip that we just showed in mm-hmm. the video. Love from me. From one of his home flip. runs. Okay, let's move to the outfield. Now, remember, these are just three outfielders, not necessarily by position. Let's start with Lars Newtbar. Newt. Yeah. 412, three homers, six RBIs, and an OPS of 1500 way to go on the Dude. week absolutely dominant the guy's been raking at the plate i love lars <laughs> i was going to have a whole thing i love hey, he's lars. friend friend of the pod friend of the pod we love friend him. of mine great dude um i i just love that he's sort of coming into his own like mm-hmm. he he started to last year and then we saw the world baseball classic and his name was everywhere and now he's quietly putting together a great year. You have to imagine that WBC experience and the, the reaction he got not only from the Japanese fan base, but from Shohei Otani and that entire team and just coming together and having that does wonders, not only for your confidence, but then your play throughout the season. Yeah. Those go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. The confidence and and the play. And I I do think playing on a stage like that where he became a superstar, Mm -hmm. all eyes on him. He's teammates with Shohei Otani. They end up winning it all. I, nobody wanted to let down Shohei. Like, I feel like that whole Japan run was just everybody like Shohei's doing everything he can. He's closing the final game for it. Like just let's do it for it. Nobody wanted to let him down and to come out of that as champions, I think really helped Lars heading into this year. It did. All right, second outfielder, Julio Rodriguez. 
Julio. I was waiting for it. I was going to let you say it. <laughs> 345 on the week, three homers, four RBIs, and OPS over 1,100 cents. Yeah, Julio had a slower start to the year, but he's really picked it up lately. Had a day the other day. Um, or Julio has four homers and is in four or five days. This dude is back. Mariners needed him was a tweet in four of five days. That was so he's playing a great defense. Yep. He's great offensively. He's a superstar. We know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I was wearing his shirt. No, mm, not yet. Okay. Uh, Julio. He's back. He's my second of three outfielders. And rounding out the outfield, the MVP favorite, Ronald Acuna Jr. The heavy MVP favorite, Ronald Acuna. 412 batting average, a homer, three RBIs, OPS over 1,100, and reached the 50 stolen base mark (laughs) on this week. That's crazy. Unbelievable. The first time that a player in Major League Baseball has reached 50 stolen bases, in a long time since I believe Jose Reyes did it. First time anybody's done it before August since Jose Reyes. Yeah, did but we have bigger bases now. There's there's a couple of rule changes changes that's helped aid that. Yes, that was going to be my nose. Yes. Oh, did I steal? I no, you didn't steal, steal anything. Okay. Say what you want. Right. Say what you want. It's right. true though. Yeah, it's something you have to acknowledge. Yes. While also acknowledging that he's the first major league baseball player with 50 stolen bases since the start of August since Jose Reyes. Great feat. We've also acknowledged, and we were, I think we were, I think this is a question recently. Does the bigger bases diminish stolen base records? And that answer is absolutely yes. No. Yes. Yes. It diminishes those, the records that will be the previous records. Oh, it doesn't diminish the previous ones. It diminishes the, the future records that will be broken of stolen bases. Absolutely. You seem like you disagree. I, it's just a part of the games evolve rules change. It is what it is. Like, yeah, you just know that, but I don't think it diminishes it. Does it? I mean, if, if Ronald Acuna steals 80 bases this year, yeah, are we going to look at it the same as, as we always have? I think it's extremely, I think it's incredible. Yeah. But I don't think we it's look different. at it the same. It, yeah. it certainly waters it down a little bit that the bases are bigger and everybody's stealing mm-hmm. bases and stolen bases are up all around the league. I don't mean that in a, in a bad way at all. I mean, I, I think if you're going to compare people, you know, he's the first person to steal 50 stolen bases before the calendar turns to August since Jose Reyes did it. Is it as impressive as when Jose Reyes did it? I don't know. Okay. That's fair. That's right? fair. But yeah. uh, this is about the week he had. That's fair. Great. Okay. 412 Great batting average, a homer, three RBIs, 1100 OPS, as you mentioned, heavy NL. MVP favorite. And moving on to our designated hitter, who is the heavy American League MVP favorite, Shohei Otani. The heavy, the, the heaviest of heavy favorites that you can possibly have for a most valuable player award belongs to Shohei Otani, who hit 300 on the week, extended his home run total, his tally. He's at 39 home runs on the year now, four homers on the week, five RBIs, a 1,400 OPS offensively. Fantastic week. And uh, guess what? He is also your starting pitcher of the week. Back-to-back Shohei Otani. Not a typo. He's on this team twice. Uh-huh. I think that's the first time. He is on this team two times. I'm surprised times. it's the first time that he's been both DH and starting the, the pitcher. Pitch, he's been on as DH a ton, but the pitching one has yeah. to line up perfectly because sometimes people starts. will have to have two starts yeah. on the week, but Shohei didn't have two starts. He just threw a complete game. One hitter got the win eight yep. strikeouts in nine innings pitched 
one hit on the week. Even He lowered even further his opponent batting average on the year, which is the best in baseball. He has the fourth highest strikeouts in all of Major League Baseball this year. He was dominant on the mound. I was just hoping and hopeful. Hopeful. I made that word up. Mm-hmm. Hopeful and happy. <laughs> hopeful. I was just hopeful that he got through a start with his fingernail intact. And he did. <laughs> and it was great. And then he dominated. And that was even better. Every time he goes to Detroit, he dominates. I think last year, uh, I think last year he threw eight innings. Almost, it was in line for like a perfect game there. And he hit his legal, he hit a homer. It was great. Every time he throws there, it's great. So I'm being told the word you just said actually means lucky and happy. So it is a word. Yeah, I made it up. Okay. I put it in the dictionary that quickly. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, let's round out your uh, team of the week yep. with your closing pitcher, Adbert Alzole. Yes, Adbert had four saves on, or three saves on the week, four strikeouts, three and a third innings pitched, zero earned runs, zero walks, and only two hits on the week. And by the way, the Cubbies, mm-hmm. they're rolling. A lot of save opportunities for them when yep. the, Cubby, the Cubbies are rolling as they are. So my closer, Adbert Alzali, rounds out this week's team of the week. Player of the week. leads Alex to player of the week. And this feels like just something that it's just like, we know we have this. Yes. We know who it's going to be. We know who we both were going to pick. And we were on our meeting. I was like, we have the same player of the week, don't we? The player of the week for me is Nikki Lopez for getting traded to the Braves from the Royals. No, just kidding. It is Shohei (laughs) Otani for the week that he had. That was remarkable. Mm -hmm. I just mentioned him twice on team of the week. You all know what he did, but again, 304 homers on the week offensively through a complete game, one hit shutout for the angels on the mound. He literally has put this team on his back after they decided to be buyers and said, all right, now we go. And he did that by accomplishing something that nobody in the history of baseball has done in a doubleheader, throwing a complete game, shut out mm-hmm. and then hitting a homer in game two of that doubleheader. Shohei is uh Shohei is mystical, supernatural, <laughs> astonishing, inconceivable, go, magnificent go, 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 go. and mesmerizing. <laughs> what are we? He's my, he's my player of the week. Well, my player of the week is also Shohei Otani, the unicorn magical, every reason you just mentioned, but also it was his first career complete game shutout, which at this point you have to question like, what hasn't he done yet? You think he's hit everything and hit every record, every possible outcome that you can get as a pitcher and a hitter, but nope. No he's, hitter. He's still going. Perfect game. Those are next. Yep. They're coming. Oh, they are. And uh, yeah, I felt like he's going to get another cycle too while he's pitching. Yeah, he's got one. There will be Wally, another. He's had, he's had cycles, but I would while say he's pitching. pitching wise, what's left? No hitter. Perfect game. Offensively, yeah. triple crown. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> Hitting 300 in a season, that'd be crazy. Yeah. All right. Yep. Knew that was coming. That does it for my team of the week and our players of the week. All right, Alex, let's head on up to the stage. It is top 10 Major League Baseball power rankings time. We got new. We have improved. Last week, we had a big shakeup because the Rays got bumped down quite a bit in the power rankings. It was time for me. It was time to bump them down. They had played 500 ball for two months of the season. But the big shakeup last week was that the Tampa Bay Rays moved out of the top five and moved into the bottom three of the top 10 power rankings. Still in them, though. But that was the big move last week. 
Well, the big move this week Mm -hmm. is actually coming in at the bottom, starting at number 10, the Cubs. The first time back in the power rankings since April 17th. Now, the Cubbies are 53-52 and on the year, right around the 500 mark, right? Yes. But how did they get there? They won eight games in a row. They made their front office. They made the front office have to decide to not be selling. Mm-hmm. I would guess they were going to be. Oh, definitely. But they win all those games in a row. They get themselves in a playoff position. They win eight games in a row. They were sweeping everybody they were playing. They won every game for a week. They're a top 10 team right now. They are yep. playing like a top 10 team. Are there teams with better records? Yes. But those teams with better records are not playing as well as the Chicago Cubs. So, for the first time, first time, long time, first time long Cubbies time. are back in the power rank. And at number nine, you mentioned them off of the top of this segment, the Tampa Bay Rays, making a big drop last week and staying in that nine spot. They are staying in the nine spot, though they are 64 and 44. I just, I'm, I'm struggling with this team. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not far from moving them out of the power rankings. And that doesn't mean that they can't make the playoffs because they're out of the power rankings. Because guess what? Nobody cares what, where they are in my power <laughs> rankings. They just want to have a good enough record to get in. But they're not playing like a top oh, 10 team uh-huh. for much long. If they keep doing what they're doing, though their record is still really good, they might find themselves out of the top 10. But again, they are here at number nine. And if it weren't for that dominant victory over the Astros over the weekend, yeah. it would have been it would have been bumped down. Understandable. All right, moving on to number eight, down two spots, the Brewers. Yeah, Brewers uh, lost a few games in a row heading into the weekend. They have that big series. They had that big series against the Reds, who the Reds were playing great. And then they run into the Brewers, and they get their butts kicked. And then the Brewers leave that series, and they aren't playing well at all. Well, the Reds are winning. It's like the Reds can't beat the Brewers. I know. And the Brewers can't lose to the Reds. Maybe it's in their head. You know how there's always that one person you can't beat? Maybe it's the Reds for the Brewers. Or maybe it's the Brewers for the Reds is the better way to put that. Yes, but the Brewers haven't been playing great. But they are still in a good position, and they're 57 and 49 in here at number eight. All right, at number seven staying at the same spot they were last week, the Blue Jays. Yeah, Blue Jays playing good baseball. Uh, I like I would, I would, like what they've done so far. Adding Jordan Hicks on Sunday, really good get for them. Good bullpen arm. If you don't watch a lot of Jordan Hicks, by the way, he's one of the most exciting pitchers for me to watch when he's pitching because he throws 103 and it moves like a bowling ball. It's unbelievable. And you might be thinking, how much does a bowling ball move? That's a weird example. And I would agree with that. I've just always said it. And I'm going to stick on saying that. They're 59 and 47. They're grasping on to that AL wildcard yeah. spot with some teams uh, right behind them. But they've been playing well. They're here at number six. All right. At number six, the team you were just talking about, the Reds up two spots after taking the series in L.A. this weekend. Dominant, dominant victory over the Dodgers on Sunday. Yeah. Really good, fun series. It though. was. That Saturday night game, really good pitching matchup. They both lost that tail of the tape. Yeah. Yeah. Good pitching matchup on Saturday. And Ellie performed well on Saturday. There were some electric moments. And then you had the two homers. The two hits for the Dodgers. Two homers for Max Muncy. And it was enough to win them the game. But the Reds are playing really good. The Reds are 58-49. and 49. Yeah. 
Yeah. Go get some pitching, please. <laughs> Go get pitching. That's all I got. The Reds are here at six. All right, let's move into your top five. At number five, down one spot, the Texas Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers have not been playing well. Uh, they're making a lot of moves, yep. but they're not playing well. They lose that series to the Astros. They get swept by the San Diego Padres. You know, they added Max Scherzer at the right time because Nathan Eovaldi goes down. He's on the IL. We all know Jacob deGrom, so the timing, he's just out for the year. He's yeah. not coming back. They needed a top-of-the-rotation arm, right? John Gray has been good this year. Dane Dunning, been good this year. They needed Max Scherzer in the rotation. They got him. They have Jordan Montgomery now, another good arm for them, who they needed again with all these injuries they're accruing. Great word, Ben. And and bullpen. Added Aroldis Chapman. They want to do more there. Just not playing well right now, so had to bump them down. All right, at four, making the jump above the Rangers up one spot, the Astros. Yeah, it's they beat them in the series. Yep. They're not they're not yet there in the division. Yep. But head to head, they just beat them. And then they beat the Rays, and then they get Jordan back, and then they get Altuve back. They're definitely playing better right now than the Texas Rangers are. I still have the Rangers here at five because of I do believe they're a good team. I just don't think they're playing very well right now. We're in, I, I think this AL West race is going to end up being the best of all the races in Ooh. baseball this year. I mean, uh, NL Central is exciting. Reds, Brewers. Yeah. Um, AL East is very much up for grabs. NL East, Dunzo. That yeah. was done months right. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, NL West, I think, I think the Dodgers are going to end up winning. I, I just yeah. think this matchup, really because of the series we just got with, with these two teams, if we get a five or also the Angels now like really going for it, being buyers at the yeah. deadline and getting Mike Trout back at the right time. Mariners are right there with them. It could happen. Yeah. I'm excited about this. If I if we get a five game or even a seven game playoff series between these two, oh, that'd be great. Be Astros wild. here at four. 59 and 47. All right, at number three, holding strong, the Dodgers. Yep, Dodgers here, holding strong. Uh look. I think they're the I think they're the second best team in the NL. They're they've been playing well, obviously not the best series against the the Reds, but I still I still need to see them and this is just talking in general. They okay. they're here because of how good they are, right? They're yeah. in the top 3. I still they need to add Lance Lynn doesn't really do it for me. I like Lance Lynn. They're 59 and 45. They're a good baseball team. I was I would like to see and I do believe they will. Yeah. I think the Dodgers are in for one big splash. So tomorrow, tune yeah. into our live show. Yeah. Because it might happen it could right happen. at the deadline. Yeah. It could happen today. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen while we're live. Yep. But I, I just, I refuse to believe that they're not going to go and make a big splash. That's fair. All right. Number two, holding strong at number two, Baltimore Orioles. Man. Mm-hmm. The O's. Dominant victory over the Yankees on, well, you all know we record on Sunday night. So <laughs> technically it's Sunday night. Big victory there yeah. over the Yankees. Um, offense really showed up. This team is just, you know, just when you think like they need more pitching, they need more this, they need more that, the O's are overrated. They're not. They've been playing like this pretty much all year long. And they are leading a vi- when everybody, when we were coming into the year, What's going to be the best division in baseball? NL West, AL East. Those two, hands down. Well, guess who is leading the AL East? 
it's the Baltimore Orioles. And it's because of how much fun they've been having, how good they have been. Camden Yards is rocking these days. The O's are back, and they're here at number two. And the number one spot, the best team in baseball, the Atlanta Braves. Yep, top three has stayed the same. Braves, Orioles, Dodgers. The Atlanta Braves are the best team in the game of baseball. Hands down, in my opinion. I actually don't think it's very close. I think the Braves are by far the best team in baseball right now. Does that mean you're going to win the World Series? Absolutely not. It's baseball. But you had them getting there. I did have them. I had them winning the National League. And I'm, I'm just saying, me saying right now that I think they are by far the best team in baseball yeah. does not translate in base in the baseball playoffs to yeah. like automatically no. put them in the World Series. That's no. not how it works. But as of right now, this team is definitely the best team in baseball. They're getting healthier on the mound. Uh, I, I look for them to, to continue to... They're probably not done. I think any team that ends up going to the World Series or winning the World Series makes moves even when their team is as good as they are. They're great. Matt Olson is the NL leader in home runs. He's trying to keep keep up with Shohei, and he is, by yep. the way. The Atlanta Braves are 67 and 36, the best team in Major League Baseball, and they round out this week's top 10 Major League Baseball power. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm always standing in the way. I'm like, just how do I slowly get out of the way of this? Um, Alex? Yeah. Big day. Big day tomorrow. Big Tuesday day tomorrow. is going to be a big one. Coming Trade out. deadline is 6 p.m. Eastern time. And Alex and I will be doing a live show starting 15 minutes before that. The show will be all about what has happened at the trade deadline, what has happened in the week leading up, what team did well, what team disappointed, who were the big winners, who were the big losers. And there will be a lot more involved there as well. That is not the only episode of the day tomorrow, though. Important note, there will be a Tuesday morning episode at its normal time. Comes out overnight. When you wake up, it's there. If you go to sleep late, it's probably there before you go to sleep. Listen to that one. But then there will be another one later in the day that when that ends, it'll come out as a podcast as well. And that'll live all the way through Wednesday. And this week in Otani news will be Wednesday after the trade deadline as well. So a little bit of a different week this week. Well, yeah, because we got the but deadline. But it's because of up. the trade deadline. Yeah. So, uh, fun Monday episode. We that we got a lot coming at you. We're going to be blasting you all week long You're with welcome. some information that you need from the trade deadline. Wasn't me this time. <laughs> a lot's happening. Thank you all for listening to this Monday episode. We are so back. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can follow at Flippin' Bats Pod, where you can watch everything. Thank you all for listening to this Monday episode. Stay on the lookout. A lot is happening. But until tomorrow, my friends, 